Welcome, everybody, once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am Aaron Lanton, your first host. Also joined today, as always, by Tim Malloy and Keith Denny. And we are happy to talk to you all today about Werewolf by Night, currently streaming on Disney+. Plus. It's a MCU film, short film, that is about a group of hunters that have come together to fight for the right to take on the artifact. There can only be one. I think it's called the Moonscape. Something the like Bloodstone. Bloodstone. Like I'm watching too many of these things. Um, so they're going to fight over it. But in order to achieve it, uh, get it, they have to take it off a monster that is in the side of a labyrinth. And whoever gets it first wins and will then become the uh, master of the keep, as well as the stone and its power. But there's a twist that no one sees coming. There's another monster there with his own names. Yeah, hopefully you know uh, by this point that we are a spoiler cast. I guess we should say that at the beginning this time. Uh, We're going to be talking about every single element of the story. Um from beginning to end so if you have not checked it out and you want to see it without any spoilers definitely go look at it now and other than that we're gonna hop right in so uh keith let's start with your thoughts what did you think of Wolf by night i was gonna start with me first i'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to put it in the words it just um i don't know it just felt like an enjoyable like um you know a little flick you can watch it reminded me of um i don't know like I always say, there's certain movies that just remind me of those movies that you stay that you just so happen to be up late at night and um watching cable TV, watching TNT or TBS, you know, AMC or, or something. Yeah, you know, something like that. And you just it's just this random movie you never heard of is on, and you watch it and you like I enjoy it, and then you might not ever remember the title of the film, but you remember <laughs> kind of like what happened type of shit. Yeah, it was one of those films. Um. I like the aesthetic of it. Um, I definitely like the um, black and white, it, it and and even like um, the the title crawl having more of that um, old school. What would we say like more nineteen twenties um, horror film, like uh, almost like the well, this was a silent film, but it, I don't know why it just kept reminding me of like Nosferatu mm-hmm. and like how. <laughs> How that movie to me is like it's 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 like great and then like also like very ridiculous to me like it's funny to me for some reason right and I and I think I got a lot of that from this um I guess it's more comparable to like Frankenstein or something or the Wolfman and things like that but I don't know it just it just felt like very nostalgic for me and to to kind of like watch like a more something that had a feel of an old school horror movie but then the only thing about that that i think somewhere like after the second act it kind of um breaks that down for me you know and then it starts to feel more comic bookish in a sense mm-hmm. more like your standard uh marvel hero thing to to adventure you yeah. know and not mm-hmm. so much of this like um old school horror film so like that's my that's my initial reaction to it so okay all right what about you tim well first i want to tell everybody the very exciting news that this is the first episode of the loki podcast where we've ever all been in the central time zone i am in shreveport louisiana yeah louisiana prize fest 
very excited to be here. Very excited to learn more about Shreveport and honored, honored to be in your time zone, the central time zone. <laughs> time zone I'm very excited about. Best time um, zone. You know, we got to do the WWE promos here. I mean, I to be determined, I don't want to cast judgment this early. I've only been here for a couple of hours, but I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I watched this. Definitely movie. get some cuisine, by the way. Oh, believe me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched this movie on the plane. I may have been a little too tired to fully appreciate it. Um, I love the aesthetic. Like, I love the black and white, the music, everything. I like the look of it. I love Gail Garcia Bernal's weird sunken eyes and the makeup and all that stuff. That was super cool. Um, I thought the man thing, the creature, Ted, looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I love the setup. Like, we're all going to go hunt a monster. That's totally great. And there were just a bunch of scenes where I felt like it just could have moved faster. And it was, I just got a little bored. Like, the part where he and her, the main, the main male and the main female, look at each other for literally 30 seconds. It's just such a long time <laughs> for two characters to stare at each other and for nothing else to happen. And there were a lot of things where, like, you knew what was going to happen inevitably. Like, there, there was a scene where the werewolf gets out of the cage and you know he's going to suddenly pop out of somewhere and there's going to be a jump scare. And they just dragged it out a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, that stuff just annoyed me a little bit. Like, I, I love the idea of a 55-minute movie, but I felt like even at 55 minutes, it was stretching a little bit um, and could have packed in, like, maybe one more element. And uh, it's interesting that Michael Giacchino, I hope I'm saying that right, um, mm-hmm. the composer who's like the go-to composer for everything um, is directing movies now excited to see how that turns out um, but yeah I think uh, I think Hans Zimmer probably would have directed it better mm-hmm. man like I don't <laughs> think I could have said that any but like that kind of sounded exactly how I felt about it because um, wow. I like a lot of of what's going on Um it is kind of weird, though, to understand that. And I guess I'll skip a lot of my my overall review thoughts because you encapsulated them so well. Um, but the um, MCU connections, you got to be like a real deep historian damn near yeah. um, to really know what they are. These are references that go back to like originating in the 70s. Um, and then... It's weird because I know the Wolfman character, um, Jack, in this in this uh, show, like he's been around in the comics at different points. Uh, but I, I never really get a feel for like exactly that character, what he does. But I know he's a werewolf uh, who's pretty <laughs> much invulnerable to everything except silver. Uh, so he's kind of like like a poor man's Wolverine, basically. Um, that'd be the easiest way to sum him up. Um, so it, it's interesting seeing them bringing in that connection. I mean, overall, I think this is a, a fun experiment. I do like the idea of Marvel um, bringing in more of these dark elements, doing stuff like Blade and um, the multiverse of madness, um, just bringing in these elements that normally they kind of shy away from. I think it's really fun. I'm, I'm really, you know, excited to see them embrace that. Um, I want to see more things like this, just to kind of see what different sorts of people can can do. And as a dictatorial uh, debut, I think this is a pretty decent work. I mean, there, there's some amazing shots in this yeah, um, that are really fun. Um, like when uh, Elsa is walking through as she takes the axe from the big guy. And as you kind of see the axe kind of come in first in the frame 
And then she's coming in and we're looking at her in like this kind of long rectangular uh, thing that's centered in the frame. Like, it's really cool. There's a lot of cool shots like that. In, in the, the fights between the hunters, we barely get them, but I like what we have. Um, the dude whose hand got chopped off and then um, that hand with the weapon on the steel was used to shoot him and kill him. And then she's trying to be quiet while the big guy goes through. That was pretty cool. Um, but it was, I kind of wish there had been a few more elements of surprise with some things because you did, it, it, like, you might not know, like, the details of what's happening, but you kind of guess almost everything that took place. Um, and so there weren't many twists to look forward to. But I do think that it's another example, too, of, of Marvin's paying homage to previous eras. Like, we saw a lot of this, of course, in WandaVision. Um, but just, you know, an ability to show an appreciation and, and homage to things from the past, I think is really cool. Maybe they'll do more things like this down the road. Maybe even see stuff like this, potentially, like Japanese Spider-Man with a motorcycle and some guns and a Gundam uh, off in some of the Kang movies. Who knows, right? Like anything could happen. But, um, you know, I, I think it's cool to just see them continue, continually embrace the idea of the multiverse and, and some of those possibilities. Yeah. yeah. I know. I just, I think that was just to your point, like the more um, darker Marvel stories, and when I say darker, more that's kind of rooted from like horror elements is, is always interesting. I remember um, reading or watching somewhere about that's pretty much where Stan Lee originally started when he was writing comic books, was writing more of these like, um, little horror stories like you know like yeah, dracula's yeah. type stuff the mummy werewolves and so on and so forth uh frankenstein and stuff like that and uh frankenstein's monster and 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 then you notice like with even like a lot of the stories in the beginning of marvel like from fantastic four to spider-man they kind of have like these almost horror type of elements to it and how these characters become heroes right absolutely we're talking like, about bite dysmorphia almost to some degree we, especially yeah. with the thing mm -hmm. yes with but the people thing, going into um, space and then having like this horrible accident take place that that transforms everybody like it's kind of traumatizing for those people right oh, it's yeah. always like some type of horrible accident you know spider-man mm -hmm. gets bit by this radioactive spider and there's this big thing that happens with that that's pretty pretty horrifying in the sense right where it's almost like he dies and comes back and is resurrected in some type of way mm -hmm. um the hulk is essentially um dr jekyll and mr hyde yeah but Not yeah 100 with super strength <laughs> and you know invulnerable so it just made me think about that like it made me it, it's it's certain little stuff like that like little shows like you know little movies or shows or whatever that we're, that we're getting from Marvel that actually makes me appreciate Marvel a lot more. Like, I know some people feel like, oh, well, you know, that that's a lot of this stuff is turning into shit. Like, they're not as good. A lot of these movies that's coming out they, or shows, they don't feel like as are good as their predecessors, right? But I think that, they, to me, personally, they have a very um, consistent track record. And yeah, I think so. And it's, and it's very much more in tune to like even how comics are really when you think about it like of course not every comic series is just hidden they're not right mm -hmm. but it, for the most part you could say like the majority of them are but it's just like that saying like you only really got to be right once 
And I, I think Marvel has been right a few good times. So, yeah. I've been rereading a lot of the old, like, 60s Marvel comic books. Like, I started yeah. off trying to I started off trying to find early Spider-Man, and then I got an early Daredevil. And it just blows my mind that Stan Lee thought of everything. Like, all of them. I always think of him as, like, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four. But, I mean, X-Men, Daredevil, like, all of these characters he came up with. He came up with Man-Thing. The guy at the end of this movie, who you know, characters that you don't even remember, Stanley came up with, which is just one quick note too, real quick. Since Man Thing was brought up, Man Thing, and look, I don't understand all the lore. I don't, but I do know Man Thing is a multi-dimensional being. Man Thing can travel between dimensions. Sure. Yeah. Yep. That's so, so just worth bringing up because. I'm sure they didn't bring them up just to, they didn't they were like oh just MCU just to be fun like they're gonna come in somehow. Man thing looks really cool. I like the look. Yeah, of it. yeah. The, yeah they, oh, man they, thing looks incredible. Because you could really mess that up, right? And um, yeah, yeah. Or, or he looks like I don't know, like some from Fraggle Rock. But <laughs> damn, wow, wow, that's wow. <laughs> Sorry. Which Disney owns now, I think. So, I don't know. Fraggle Rock's on Apple Plus, so yeah, I oh, really? actually watched on yeah. um, Fraggle Rock on Apple Plus the new series. I watched a couple of episodes of it. It was interesting. Well, but but what I'm saying, what what I was trying to say is that just making them look more cartoony ish. Um, yeah, but I think the CGI form was pretty good. You know, um, or, or I guess the better comparison is like you know what people say about She Hulk CGI. Um, I have not watched she. Uh, I would say I would say she. I hope uh, I've not watched she. Okay. Yeah, I finished um, she Hulk. Um, How did you feel about it? Not to get too far off of werewolf. No, 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 that's not. It. I think I think it's um, it's just it's like I said, it's just one of those things that you. I think you gotta like look at it for what it is. I don't think it adds anything new to like this grand. Story connected universe of the MCU per se, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, it adds something to the brand in the way that why I said like what's always interesting about Marvel is that they go the route of not just making superhero stories but just making different stories like in different genres. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like She Hulk is definitely like a comedy like slice of life. So hmm. it, it it's almost mm-hmm. like if you. Because characters, in, in so many ways, they're not really doing much. Um, like, there's not anything that you would normally expect from a superhero show. There's no superheroics really going on. Um, mm-hmm. Some It's, it's kind of like a courtroom comedic dr- type of show. I wouldn't even say drama, you know. It got certain dramatic elements. but And some people say that it's um, dead. It's like the MCU's Deadpool, in a sense. But I don't know. I think saying that is not an actual fair comparison. The only thing that you compare it to is the fact that she breaks the fourth wall every episode. Yeah. Interesting. But 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 also she normally only does it towards the end of the episode, so it's not jarring into mm-hmm. like um, I don't know. I won't I don't want to spoil nothing, but to make a long story short, I find it to be enjoyable. I feel like I understand what issues that certain people might have with the show. Um, and some of those people, I don't, you know, they might be in sales and some of them just might not like the show. It's understandable. Right. <laughs> but, um, I haven't I watched know. the show cause I'm an incel. 
And also because I have uh, small children and they don't give me time to watch things. Right. That's when I, but, but, I had the children. Let me, when I let, me, let me retrace that step. They, they kind of take a jab at, at incels and stuff. Oh, I'm sure they do. Like a lot. Oh, and, oh, like that's, okay. That's pretty much built into the plot. What? In, in the conflict, in no sense, right? All right, now I want to watch but, it. That's weird. But <laughs> at, the, at the same time, um, I don't. I can understand a person not liking the show, even if you're not an incel. You could just not like the show. <laughs> like, well, I just, I'm I, I'm gonna take a journey. Uh, it, wait, is it an hour for each episode? No, they're thirty minute episodes. Oh, thank God. Okay, yeah. so that's that. pretty cool. Yeah, the director, um, the director Kat Quaro, who made Quaro, Quaro, who mm-hmm. made, she directed at least a few of the episodes. Also directed the utterly delightful Marry Me earlier this year with uh, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez. So I'd probably like Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Okay, so that's that's another thing about this show. It's kind of, it's very, like, it got some romantic, not romantic, yeah, romantic comedy elements to it, too. So, yeah, it's it's one of them. It's, um... So, what we what I'm hearing is Marvel's trying all kinds of stuff. They're trying all types of stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's Hulk mixed with Ally McBeal, mixed with Sex in the City mixed with Eat, Pray, Love. Pray, Love. I, I probably know. like that. <laughs> that. That's the best thing I can say. Yeah, all right. I mean, I, I was, that, that, I'm okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to do it. We'll see, yeah. see what happens. All right. Yeah, I'm, I just really just want y'all to see it. Just see what y'all say. What, can, so wait, what kind of fourth? Uh, okay, if you had to do a fourth, if you had to use a show to, to, define its fourth wall breaking what show does it probably um take after the most do you think i normally steer away from shows with fourth wall breaking because i don't like it so i can't think <laughs> I, but, 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 House of I know i know we're talking we're supposed to be talking about werewolf but i was gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah. a big part of why i do like she hulk is that i do like the actor a lot and i like yeah, yeah okay i like her um character like and I like I, I think I just like the actor to be honest and I like how she she portrays Jennifer Walters. Um, well, we we got into to this because we were talking MCU stuff, so I mean you know yeah yeah, yeah. It's it, you know it, it, it's one degree because because um, it's and, and and what what did you say? Werewolf was just sixty minutes. 54. Fifty four, yeah, fifty five, fifty four, yeah. Because yeah, it it also did feel pretty short. But I, I guess because we're so used to watching TV shows that's that length at this at this time. Hey, can can y'all help me with some action? And I'll think about it too. Um, okay, so we get to the end. What the hell is Elsa doing with that that uh, bloodstone where there's color coming in? Oh yeah. Why is only that in? You mean when it turns into Wizard of Oz? Well, well, there's color in the whole world, and nobody's commenting on it. I don't know if they can see it. They might not be able to. But I, yeah, do y'all I, have some sense? Of, is is that? I thought it was just playing, playing homage to like Wizard of Oz. Honestly. But is that because you know the Infinity Gems are the reality gem? Is it messing with? I, didn't, I didn't the reality. Think so. I hope not. I, I hate when they tie everything together to the Infinity. Yeah. I was I was thinking that. It I mean, was maybe just, not. I thought it was just playing homage to like Wizard of Oz. Honestly. But it could just be a dark magic thing because you know that all the dark element stuff was present here and maybe it's related to some of the stuff from like multiverse of madness i don't know you know all this yeah, stuff's red all that magic is red and evil 
Yeah, I don't I don't think they know they live in a black and white world and it just turned color. I just think it was just a, a well well when Elsa touches it, I don't know if she's even doing anything, but she touches it and then it, you know, there's color that, that envelops the entire world where it wasn't there before. There's a really that's what I'm saying. I think that's just for us as the audience to see that's not about the world itself, I don't think. Okay, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, there's, we a about to say something too. there's a Calvin and Hobbes where Calvin asks his dad if the world used to be black and white and his dad explains that it was and that um you know everything changed color in about 19 changed color about 1945 or so and Calvin's like okay but why are the paintings from the time still in color and he's like oh well, of course the paintings also changed color but the photographs didn't because the photographs were of a black and white world <laughs> that's a good actually a good explanation I can't argue <laughs> Trick a child, like man. Could be true. Could that's be. Funny. I wasn't there, so hey, that's funny. Oh my goodness, um, hilarious. Well, anything else uh, to add about Werewolf by Night? I don't know. I mean, it was enjoyable. I like the fight scenes. I I, I seem to probably enjoy it more than you guys did, but I don't know. Some sometimes my threshold for certain movies, uh, like if it's if it's a basis, and I like, okay, I know this what this character wants to do, and I'm and also I'm I'm a little bit more lenient towards like kind of horror stuff anyway. Yeah, like I don't I don't expect it to like have like because it's it's probably had like zero character development, and and I don't really expect it to like have that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's probably true. Like, did it have character development? Like, yeah, I, 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 I was like, eh, yeah, I guess everybody is flat. Like, I, when I thought about no, it, I mean, like both. that's not really what we're there for, you know what I mean? No, nah, no, nah, we didn't come there for. We came there for the action. We came there for a little bit of horror, you know, thrill. You no, know, pop some popcorn, you know, chill out on the couch and you know, see watch. some people get gutted. Right. Yeah, we got a lot of that, which was kind of yeah. surprising a little bit, you know. Yeah. I'd say if you like this, if you like the Wizard of Oz stuff, you should definitely see Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> and listen yeah. to the Pearl episode. Pearl, uh, Pearl probably my favorite movie of the year so far. Is it really? It might be. O- only because it, it just, I, I think it just does a lot of really cool things in some very subtle ways. Um, I love Pearl. I love Armageddon Time, which comes out in a week and a half. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a movie called Chrissy Judy that I think we talked about before that's also, I thought was really good. We didn't talk about it on the pod, but yeah, you've uh, put us on it. I don't know if I have a favorite movie this year. I mean, I got certain movies and certain genres I like. Like, I watched this horror movie called Barbarian that I liked. I That's coming on HBO Max tomorrow, so I'm going to check Whoa. that out. I actually went to the movies to see it. I've heard um, good things about it. Like, I, I saw it for like... I really want to see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. That looks interesting. It looks fun. Yeah. I want to yeah. check it out. Um... All these murderous movies. I don't know why that's. I mean, it's around awesome. Halloween, I guess. Man. But, but Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is pretty old, though. I think it's been out for a second. Not like a month or so, something like that. Um, all right, anything else, Tim? No, just uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, so I will uh, reiterate that I really appreciate it if you made it this far. We we all three do. Definitely tell a friend about the show. If you made it this far, I'm sure you enjoyed yourself. Next, if we're able to do it, we'll all go to theaters to see Black Adam and then talk about that next week. Hopefully, Man. it is Don't a make worthy... false promises. I said, I said F now. And, and you know, I, I know we're hoping the DCEU 
is coming up with a decent Black Adam movie because if they are, then maybe some other stuff can pop off. Although maybe they it looked like they already making the next Superman movie, so I don't know. Yeah, Shazam. I mean, I thought Shazam was good. Yeah, no, they did. Yeah, Suicide Squad was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's still and it's weird that that they're separating another Joker movie, but eh, we'll see how that goes. Um, But anyway, uh, let's see, Keith, where can people find us on the social? We on Instagram at the Low Key Pod. Thank you, sir. Uh, Tim, anything to discuss, um, movie maker related? Uh, New issue is on newsstands now. Anna Damas and Andrew Dominic are on the cover. Oh, I got that one. Maybe the prettiest cover we've ever had. Yeah, uh, nope. It's just, it's very cool with the color and the layout and everything. Um, the lighting is amazing. I wish we'd taken the shot. We didn't. It's from the set, but yeah, we're super proud of it. Um, Mario Sapel wrote the cover story. She did a great job. Um, yeah, check it out. All right, perfect. All right, well, with that, we'll see y'all on the next one, whatever it happens to be. But we're definitely doing Black Panther whenever that show up in November. We're doing that. I know we're doing that. November show. All right, man. I also have to have Ryan Kugel back. All right. We will holler at y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace. See ya. I like hear the song now in the back of my head. Which one? Do-